1: Hey friends, welcome to the Illuminate Podcast. This is a bonus episode. This will be a supper club episode. Just the four hosts talking about our lives, the episodes we've done, the episodes coming up, and really just a way for you guys to get to know us and for us to share our lives with you all. We just really think that podcasts tend to be a little bit more interesting when you know more about the people who are interviewing and you can tell a little bit about where they're coming from. So give it a listen. It's a lot like the first episode that we had of a Supper Club episode. It was our very first episode. This one is a little bit more structured talking about our show and the podcasts that we've really enjoyed and what we've enjoyed about them and just things about our lives in this season of the holidays. Hope you enjoy it. Here is Supper Club episode two.
0: All right. So take three.
1: This is the third time
0: we've tried to record a Supper Club episode. I lost the second one. It's just kind of my MO, what I do. The oh, one that we do here? Oh, it got lost. Oh, I don't think I told
2: them that. <laughs> <laughs> all that hard work.
0: So um, you've got all four of co-hosts here, and I'll just tell you guys what happened real quick. See, we have two computers sitting here. One is my new computer. One is my old computer. And um, the reason I bought a new computer is because my old computer keeps filling up. And in a panic, I delete everything really fast, and I accidentally. Yeah,
1: you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I know. Mm. And she has Dropbox,
0: and I have Dropbox. And you have iCloud. There's just yeah. yeah. There's just really no excuse. (laughs) Anyway, I have a brand new computer now, and this is my backup, and so we won't have that problem anymore. That's awesome. So yeah,
2: good. You could get like an external hard drive. I have those too. I have like three. I have like three of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was just the panic. Yeah, we could also just put someone else in charge of separate cloud panic
0: data. Throw that on someone's computer when we leave. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. That you're not mine. <laughs> that,
2: not it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it.
0: So uh, it's Wednesday, and we had a new episode come out today with Micah May, your wonderful host, Quis- Kristen. Yes, she was
3: awesome. She so she started May Designs, um, and she basically was a graphic designer and had this idea of. Um, She created these notebooks for herself, basically. And people like, these are so cool. So then she kind of tapped into this women's business community and started pitching to other companies um, and really hustled in a lot of ways to get her company off the ground. Um, I think for me, the most compelling part of her story, you know, not only her hustle and leveraging her community, but she, um, during this process, had a baby with Down syndrome. And it was, um, she didn't find out till he was born. And it wasn't till a few days after he was born that they even knew. The doctor came in to the room. She said several hours after he was born, pretty nonchalantly, and's like, oh, just a heads up, there's a 50% chance he has Down syndrome. And um, so she kind of walks through her journey around that and just her. Mentality around life is so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And you know she talked about the grieving process that more that her husband went through. Um, and she was more, well, this is what life gave me. so I'm gonna do everything to take it on and to embrace it. And so she and she's really taken that approach through her business, through her family. Somebody told her that the best thing you can give, A baby with Down syndrome is a sibling, and so she got pregnant on purpose when he was eight months. Wow. So, and she now has two two girls in addition to Jackson, and they're just, they're a family that's promoting joy and inclusivity,
0: and she's just so refreshing. And can I just say, I've heard her on another podcast, and I liked your interview better.
1: Oh, thanks. (laughs) It was really good. You did a really good job. thanks. I agree. I definitely, I've heard her also on another podcast and I really felt something different from this interview. I, I think I felt that she really talked about her personal, the impact that she had personally with, um, having a child with down syndrome and then like how she tackled it. And it was really inspirational for sure. I really enjoyed it. It definitely just this morning listening to it set me on a path of like, okay, I just have to be today. Like, just mm-hmm. be... I just tackle today. Like, I don't think about, um, you know, how is my six-year-old that's, you know, crying about school this morning in a year? Is he still going to hate school? When he's 16, is he going to hate school? Like, because as a... I don't know. As a parent, I feel like you just, like, look down that road and I just... It was really refreshing to be able to be like, no, like, I'm just with him today. I'm going to love him today. I'm going to give him all I can today. And then I'll do it again tomorrow.
0: Well, and in talking about that, I was just, you were making me think um, one of the other interviews we have coming up is with a parenting, a positive parenting person. And um, along those lines of you being like thinking about your six year old hating school in 10 years or whatever, um, I had an issue with my five-year-old where he, he's using the word hate a lot. Like I hate you. He'll say, I hate a friend that he's in a fight with about something. And, um, when I was talking to this woman on the interview, I don't know. She just made it really clear to me that like, just because he's saying that right now, doesn't mean he's going to grow up to be this person that is a hateful individual. And just, she gave me some really good tips about how to tackle it in the moment. Um, and I just think that Micah's interview really spoke to that as well. Like this is where we are right now. And I don't need to be fearful that he's Mm going to say, I hate people when he's 16. Um, Mm -hmm. and she also, Micah also was talking a lot about, um, when you obsess over the future, there's a lot of fear involved Mm -hmm. because you're like, what if, what if, what if, and if you can just focus on like where you are right now. And getting through this day, not just getting through it, but, you know, enjoying the day as well. It's just a much better way to walk through life. But that's really hard to do
2: sometimes. Oh, it's for sure. It's super it hard, hard to do. do.
1: Yeah, she definitely has a gift. And, it, I mean, that's the inspiration part of it, for sure.
2: Well, and I think, not, like, if for me at least, I always feel like 90% of the things that I worry about don't even end up coming to fruition anyway. Um, my dad used to always say to me because I'm such a worrier like if you didn't have something to worry about would you be worried that you weren't worried <laughs> and I'm like yes yes I would in fact so I, I think that more times than not it's like you worry about something and then it ends up just being so much less than you made it out to be in your mind so mm-hmm. I think that's really good advice from her why waste your time on it
1: right and you were talking about something that you're trying to do this season
2: that I feel like goes along with that a lot. Yeah. Last year, I really, I started, actually, it was New Year's of 2017. My New Year's resolution was to have a um, journal of what I call joy notes. So every night before I went to bed or sometime during the day, it usually ended up being at night though before I went to bed. I just had to jot down three things that I was – that brought me joy that day. And they they didn't have to – this was not like a long – I'm not one that can put the pressure on myself to be like, I'm going to journal every night. Like, that's not going to happen. So it was just one sentence, you know, like, I loved going to the museum with Henry today. I had a great meeting with a client or whatever. Casey and I had fun making dinner with the kids. And it's been really – it was really fun to look back on those. Well, I fell off the wagon completely like last summer – and I've opened up my joy notes and there's like nothing in there. So I was at the dentist the, the other day and the lady was telling me how she logs joy notes or she didn't call them that, but the same concept um, every night before bed. And so I've decided that going into this, you know, holiday season, especially I'm going to pick it back up. Um, my dentist appointment was yesterday and I haven't picked it back up, but tonight's the night <laughs> you're I'm here, doing. I'm it. here to tell you, hold me accountable. Oh, that's the other thing she said. Speaking of holding accountable, she has a friend who she sends the note. They send their notes to each other every day so that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so I think that I missed that. They can see each other. No, sorry, not Micah. Is this your dentist? Oh, no, oh. my dentist. The lady at the dentist. My hygienist. Your actual, okay. told me that she sends her notes, her joy notes, to a friend. Oh. They, they swap because it, one, holds them accountable to do them, and two, it really brings her joy to see what brings her friend joy. Yeah. So, Anybody so is she interested. doing this while
3: your mouth's open and you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm always like, do you want me to actually try <laughs> I know, to answer or film space here?
2: I Please stop she, talking to me. I know. I just she, want to talk to you. My dentist appointment lasts always like respond. an hour because we, we talk a lot. Yeah. So, but um, anyway. Okay. Well, so
3: I have a funny thing related. So every year for New Year's, we have a New Year's party that has a theme. There's always a costume theme. And so one year we did come as your New Year's resolution. And so I came as B present. Mm. So I dressed as a present that had B in the middle of it. Um, but then for the subsequent year, George's snarky sister would always make comments if she felt like there was a moment where I wasn't being a present. She'd be like, mm doesn't look like you're living up to your New Year's resolution. <laughs>
0: what were some of the other things? That would be really hard to
3: find a costume for. Oh, my gosh. People were hilarious. So one person came as a filing cabinet because they're trying to get their life organized. organized. I love it. Um, Sorry. Love so it. So then the year before – so the year before, our one of our best friends, he, he always ha- hosted brunch. And so we got to brunch and it was at his house and he said – he said, um, "Who, who wants to talk about their New Year's resolutions?" And I'm not personally a New Year's resolution person. I want, I really want to be. I'm just not. And a couple of people around the table were, and it was more like, "I want to tell you about my New Year's resolutions." Mm-hmm. So then it was when it was his turn. He went and got his computer and he opened up his computer and he had an Excel file of in categories. It was like. Work, dating, reading, everything was categorized. Wait, this was um, at the party? This was at the brunch
0: the oh, next day. Oh, I was like, he brought his computer so, to the party? Yeah, Again,
3: like- Georgia's snarky sister for... And I love you, Maria. I don't think you're actually listening to this. But, but you should be. But you should be. Mm-hmm. She showed up as his spreadsheet for her costume. Oh, <laughs> that's, oh, that's awesome. The next year. Yes. yes. It was amazing. That's oh, that's, that's good. That's some good. creativity there. Oh, it was fantastic.
1: Yeah. See,
0: I'm just so lazy. I would need someone to pick out my costume for me. Like, I just can't. I, I would not be good.
1: You just couldn't go and enjoy everyone else's. Costume. I could just yeah. not dress yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, like, just enjoy it. Oh, People you know might what? hassle you, but Maybe that's okay. You
0: could take it. I would dress in a really stylish outfit and be like, Maybe "I yeah. want to like look good." This year is superhero, <laughs> so you can start oh, planning superhero. now. Mm-hmm. I'm yet to. I'm yet to come to any of them I because know. of all the children. I know New Year's Eve is One hard year. with a lot I of know. kids because babysitters. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say, um, talking about the joy notes, Sarah. So I just did a live podcast recording um, last weekend with Dina Castor and Sally McRae. And they were both super sweet and cute talking about their gratitude journals, their gold journals. And I just listened back to the episode and I'm all like, yeah, we don't have journals, but I really want to have journals. Like when you were talking about those joy notes, I actually thought about that and I was like, that would be really simple to
2: implement it's really simple your kids and, can do it well yeah, they can do it and I, it's I mean I just keep it simple because I don't want I can't have this big thing hanging over my head at yeah. night so it's just three like three words three three Sentences. It can be words it can be yeah um, but it's really fun to then look back on because it's like oh yeah I did that and one other thing I did um, when I was pregnant with all three of my kids I did journal to all of them. Mm. Which I love looking back on. Like um, I would write, you know, because I never knew if they were boys or girls. So I would be like, baby H, like you're 20 weeks today and you're kicking mommy and you're whatever. Like, and I didn't do it every day, but I do love looking back on that. And so that's one thing I I wish I had done. Do it. Well, no, I wish it. I'd
3: done with Gabe. Yeah, but you can do it now because yeah, you're, right you're pregnant. Time. And
2: again, mine were yeah, not like, I think it's with probably George, not gonna happen, I no. had like a lot of entries with Henry, a little know. less with Ellis and like maybe 10 with George. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's there. So, okay, yeah. my
0: friend, um, Erica, Erica, Sarah, she told me this three and a half years ago when I started my other podcast. That she uh, made email accounts for all of her kids right when they are born. And she sends them emails like regularly. So when she told me that three and a half years ago, I was like, I'm going to do that. Well, about four months ago, I finally did. Good. I think I have one email to each of oh, them. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But I it's one of those things where I'm like, I really do want to sit down like once a month. That's literally only 12 times a year and just send them like you know, five sentences about what if I'm I agree, loving. I would do it
2: more often than that. Cause I feel like if you do it once a month then you're going to feel like you have to remember everything from that month, that's true. And if you're just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm on it. I'm th- And I wouldn't even think like, okay, I've, I've written Lewis a note today. So now I have to also write all four, mm-hmm. like just get in and be like, Lewis, you did this really funny thing. And the it just has to be quickly around. on love a you, whim. Like, yeah, yeah. It just
1: needs to be quickly. Does any, do yeah. you guys do no, that? But I, I that have idea. an email account for Quinn. Um, I think I have one for Teddy. Maybe not. So you just I send definitely them have one for Quinn. Just send it. For well, them I when haven't like done. 18, no. 18. Ha- they I can haven't like, done anything since, oh, like, newborn. 15. That's such a good idea. <laughs> you know, like. It's the, been like.
0: Yeah. When they can like get on the yeah. computer, they can just see. Oh, mom sent me that when mm-hmm. I was like yeah. five, and then of course I get all morbid. Oh, I'm I know. Like, I if too. I ever die, I they too. have this, and you know, I thought so. about that
2: with the with the journal. I told yeah. Casey that before. Like, you know where my joy journal is, right? Because yeah. if something happens to me, I want them to read that about Aww. me. And it wasn't that terrible. Waun Let's change the subject. Yeah, let's, let's move on. on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, is there any other episode that you guys like want to talk to uh, talk about? I think, Micah May, I I think that this is probably my favorite because
0: I just think it, like, embodies exactly what we were going for when we decided to launch this podcast. Not that the other episodes don't for their own reasons, but um, just for so many things about what she talked about and what she does in her life, I was just like, this is it. This is the kind of person I wanted to have on a show. And I, I didn't have that avenue through my running podcast. So when I heard Kristen's episode today, I was just like, yes, yeah. because I wanted I want to listen to that somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really proud about that. I'm yeah. proud of your episodes, Thanks. Kristen.
1: Thanks. OK, but I do want to check in on some other episodes. Right. I mean. OK, so you gotta sit
2: back. one
1: thing that I thought we could do that would be real quick. There doesn't need to be any conversation about it just after people listening to Ian's episode, okay. we can just spout out our numbers or what you think it is. It doesn't have to be right because you can only pick what you think it is. Right. I mean, there's no like right answer, right? Like it's only what you think it is. Like, right. Nobody's like, no, no, no. You're actually this. Cause I have a lot of trouble Making sure that it's right, because I so, feel so undecided sometimes. Emily's talking about Ian but, Cron's episode. Yeah, Ian Cron's episode, he um, talks about the Enneagram. Who posted and so, that? That was a great episode. Oh, God, I know, she was wonderful. <laughs> she that, must have been that, like a Sarah. guest celebrity from We Hollywood. better get
0: her on some more interviews. Yeah, we should. <laughs> We're going to rally <laughs> for that. Hint,
1: hint. Oh, goodness. Okay, so let's just go down the line. I'm a three, duh. Uh, I'm <laughs> a seven, maybe, with an eight wing.
0: I'm a seven, but I feel like Emily probably knows more so what I actually am.
3: Six wing, I'd say. Okay, I think I'm a three or maybe a one or a mix. I've only taken the test one time
1: mm, a couple of years ago. Okay, but say what your spouse is. My oh, spouse yeah, is a five, I think. Um, Mine is a three, through and through.
2: Mine's a nine. One.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like mine's the most opposite. A seven and a
3: five. Yeah. Wait, can you remind me what the seven and the fives are? Mm.
2: The seven is the enthusiast and the five is the investigator. Mm. But, like, from a personality standpoint, essentially, the seven is an extrovert and the five is the most introverted number on the Mm. Enneagram. That's Mm. right.
3: That that works. That's Mm -hmm. definitely you guys. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The seven wants to, like everything's fun brush over anything that's hard and negative or sad or scary or sad or scary (laughs) just like kill it with something fun and then and at at five is like I want to look into this and look deeper into it and read about it and learn about it one of my but not um, talk to
1: anybody about it but not talk to anybody. Yeah, yet. yeah. One of my colleagues but you is But see them on their phone she's doing impressed. it. <laughs>
2: like, I give her assignments, and she's like, yes, I will research this to death. Laura Wills, I'm talking to you because you're probably listening.
0: Well, I told Glenn last night. We were talking about this. He was investigating something that we found out about something, and I was like, are you still, like, researching that? And then I said, you would be the best, like, detective, like, police detective or something like that, but it would ruin your family. Like, you mm. could not do it because you would never you can, shut like, it down. Leave it behind. Yeah, yeah, you would never. So, I, like, we wouldn't last. That's
3: okay, but can I just make my one comment about the boxing in of the interview? Oh, Grand? for sure. Yeah.
1: That's there's, what I don't like about it. I feel like it's definitely like, negatives,
2: for it, sure. It
3: categorizes people. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's just like this box. But right? did you,
2: but if you, in his interview, he talks about that because Ian is very big on it shouldn't box you in because he says, you know, on any given day, any of us can be any number, right? It's where you go in stress. So, uh, or in health, right? So, you know, that's where you have to think about it. Like in a moment of weakness or in strength, what am I most drawn to? Because there are lots of days when I don't, I mean, a three is the achiever when I'm not like trying to go out and achieve a bunch of things, but I really want to be a helper.
1: But is there... Lots of days. <laughs> well, but he, oh, you know what? That's
2: not what Ian said. I no, totally lied. Ian I, said, What's your motivation? I'm sorry. Okay. What's your motivation behind it? So for me, okay. when I say, like, I want to help someone, I also mm-hmm. want to help them because it's on my to do list. And that means I'm going to get to cross it off, mm-hmm. which means I'm, I'm trying to achieve, like, the goal of I helped them and now I get to, like, move on, move to, the on to the next thing. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Lindsay, if she's trying to be a helper as an enthusiast, might be like, I want to help someone because I want this to be really fun. Mm-hmm. That's not usually my motivation. For helping <laughs> it's usually my my motivation is, like, I told them I would, and now I want to follow through. I have to check this, this out. So I get to check it off my list. Yeah. You know yeah. what, though?
0: I did like what Ian said about that because um, I've thought about the Boxton thing a lot. Um, my husband, Glenn, and your husband, George, like, can't stand that about the Enneagram.
2: And I neither le- can Casey.
3: I bet all of our husbands Yeah. Well, and yeah. George never taken the test yeah. ever. He doesn't really know what it is.
0: But I love what Ian said, and this made me appreciate the Enneagram a lot in your episode with him, is that he said... um We all have a little bit of every number in us. So you're like, you're not one thing as an individual. You just kind of like, this is kind of where you tend to go. Your motivation. And and so there are days. Yeah. And so it just did make me feel like, okay, you can't, because this is what people get angry about with the the Enneagram or personality test. is like, you use it as an excuse. Well, I'm a seven. So of course I'm going to do that. It's just, you can kind of then individualize how you Actually, go about life when you kind of know what your weaknesses and your strengths are, and you can work on going towards another number. I don't want to investigate anything though.
2: Me either. (laughs) I'm telling you, I am anything (laughs) but a five. I mean, if there's any number that I'm not, that's it.
0: So, today
3: in my staff meeting, my boss found this book in Marshalls and wanted to do like a fun activity, and it is basically astrology related to your work style and so how you are as a boss how you are as an employee based on your sign and so she was kind of asking you know who's a Sagittarius who's a Taurus and then reading like do you want to hear what the boss or the employee side of the of it is and so I you know sort of some of the boxing and thing is sort of interesting because it's like you know when she read mine Sagittarius I'm like oh yeah mm-hmm. I can identify with a lot of those things and she read some of them and I'm like no, that's not really me. Um, but so and then, you know, there's, there's a bunch of people that are that were in the, each category. So I guess you can subscribe to having a little bit of different things in you and just, you know, m- maybe you're just stronger in one or your motivation exists in one in a strong way.
1: I never thought about astrology. Like, yeah, well, I so my my entire house, my entire house. <laughs> is Scorpios.
2: I don't know know. Yeah. So what does that mean? Oh, that yeah, what's a like Scorpio? Fire, Sting, <laughs> <Yeah>. passion,
1: <laughs> scary. Her,
2: what's she, October? She's entire, entire house. My entire house. You guys are all October. All five
1: of them. And Aaron's November 4th. I think it ends like November eleventh or something like that. Oh, that's like, pretty funny. And somebody um Carrie um uh, post Carrie Franzo. Fron- yeah. How do you say her last name? Franzo. yeah. Um, she posted um, about her husband being a Scorpio. And I responded to her like, I, I have five in my house. And she was like, oh, my gosh, that must be intense. And I'm like, you know what? Like, maybe I should use that to remind myself that, you know, this is just the way it is. Like, nobody's just, – everybody's just being themselves.
2: There's no problem here. Well, and just that's the, the way thing it about is. the Enneagram, too, that I, I found, especially after talking with Ian – is that I, I think when you, when you really think about knowing that someone is, you know, I have a really good friend who's a four, and we always give her a hard time about like, oh, you know, you're the four, you just have to be so creative and unique, and um, you're a unicorn, and um, but when you know that that's sort of her motivation, like you can understand why it's really important to her to mm-hmm. have the unique. Kids' name or kids' clothes Mm. or what? Because that's just who she is, right? Yeah, I get it. Like that's who you are, and so I think. But I think not knowing that about someone could make you frustrated, or you know, any any one of these characteristics. Yeah, right. And same with you know the helper or the or the achiever, any of them. And so I just think it helps you not. Not, you know, as Ian said, it's not to necessarily look at yourself, but to look at your others and how you view others and how you interact with others. And mm-hmm. it's just one of the tools in your oh, toolbox, yeah, right? Sure.
0: That was the best part is treat others how they want to be treated, not how you want to be
2: treated. I loved when he said that. I was like, huh, I have to Isn't
1: think. Isn't that oh, the hardest thing, though, right? It is the hardest thing. It's just kind of like the love languages thing, right? You love, like, as you want to be loved. Mm-hmm. That isn't necessarily how whoever you're loving wants to be wants loved. to be loved. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm like, I want a foot rub and I like, can't imagine why my husband doesn't want a foot rub, which I don't really want to give him one anyway, but I'm just like <laughs> the fact that he, that's not like something he would want.
1: I love that that's high on your list because don't oh. touch my feet. Oh, I, I want
0: foot rubs every day, all day.
2: <laughs> well, you do run a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I have yeah. really achy feet.
0: Or just like calves. Like I just want massaged all the time. Oh, I that's always really say, nice. if I had all the like, time, like, don't touch me. That's no, what he, I want. it's nice Jesus. of me. I mean, he doesn't want to do it <laughs> unless it's going to lead to something. Right, right, right. Like okay, he only okay. wants to <laughs> do it for some reason. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> sure, I'll give you one. Sure,
0: but what does that mean for me? Right.
2: <laughs> well, That all was right. a good episode. I was yeah. really happy that DM was was willing to come on. I yeah,
0: but mm-hmm. yeah, and that's actually our highest downloaded episode. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Again, I'm gonna go back to maybe the host, but yeah. I, don't wanna, I mean, yeah, it could be the host. She's really professional. I she's wanna, really pretty. You know. It's like she does PR or something. I know, yeah. <laughs> like she's ever. It's like she's been on the news.
0: She <laughs> has good hair. She's a good radio voice. So what we have? What do we have coming up? We've got I've got Wendy Snyder. She is a positive parenting um, person. She hosts lots of classes and courses and. Um, she really put me in my place when i interviewed her yesterday i've got lots of oh, feelings really? and thoughts on it um i don't like 100% subscribe to every single thing she said but i think there's a lot of value in 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 what she shared with me and i really want to adapt a lot of that in our family um it just takes a lot of discipline and hard work on the parenting side of things Can and you give so give was a teaser um it's just their motto they're like thing is firm and kind, and like you know, no spanking, no yelling, no timeouts. Like, just a total different way of teaching your kids how to behave. And um, I really like it. I just really struggle, and this is a crutch for me, and it's an excuse. But having four kids, like I, I feel like I use that as an excuse because I'm trying to discipline older kids while I'm trying to keep little kids safe and I oftentimes will just like resort to anger like because I need a quick band-aid fix Mm -hmm. and she gives really tangible solutions for how to do it in a different way and so um, it was kind of hard for me like the interview was kind of hard because there was a lot of things that were coming out that I'm like I don't need to do it this way Um, that being said I don't necessarily think it's the wrong way. Um, but it's just, how do you want to live? Like I want my life to be less chaotic. And so that's why I want to subscribe to the things that she teaches because it feels less chaotic when you're not yelling and you're not throwing people in timeout and you're not spanking people. Um, and I know spanking is like a whole nother topic and controversial in itself, but, um, and it's not something I've ever wanted to do. I just have a time. So anyway, I'm excited about it. I think that she's super knowledgeable and, um, I don't know when we're going to put it out, but it'll be fairly soon. And and I was telling Emily before this uh, conversation, like she's one of those interviews that we could do like a five part series with mm-hmm. because I had one hour with her because it had another interview scheduled right at three when we got off and I still had a list of like. 12 more questions
2: mm. well we should then
0: I know yeah if, if, she's if she's willing willing right I mean have her back on I think she would be so we should all,
2: oh, sorry we should all interview her like yeah because we all have different parenting styles like totally. a parenting counseling session yeah <laughs> I will take that <laughs> well and I'm I
0: mean sure a lot of my yeah. Great, guys yeah a lot yeah. of my questions were like specific to things that happened in our family like the hate thing that I was talking about earlier like I brought up that exact scenario and she walked me through what she would do and yeah um she has all these courses and she has an online like membership community too mm-hmm. that you can be a part of. So um, I think the one challenging thing I will say about it is if your significant other who is parenting with you is not like fully subscribing and on board to like this mentality, it will be really challenging. Mm-hmm. And actually she has an episode on her podcast, um, Fresh Start Families is her podcast, where they talk about that specifically. Mm-hmm. That topic, like if you're, when your spouse or significant other isn't fully on board. So, hmm. anyway, that's one that's coming up.
2: That'll be a, that'll be a good one. I'm sure people are going to like that one.
1: Yeah, um I have two down. Yeah, you the have line. a dietitian coming up. Oh yeah, three. Robin, sorry, three. Yep, I have Robin coming up. She's going to talk about um, intuitive eating and healing your hormones, um, which it's. She's just got so much information. And it's definitely it was like my second interview. So I'm a little self-conscious about it, but she's just got so much good knowledge that it's got to go out. Like people need to hear it. So um, she is a dietitian and a nurse practitioner. So um, she's just really on it. She just knows so much and she's so empathetic as well. Double legit with a super legit. Yeah, yes. Credentials. For real. Um, I'm also going to talk to a trauma care therapist that specializes in adoption and foster care. She works for an organization called America's Kids Belong. And uh, she's just going to talk through a lot of stuff about um, foster care and trauma and what we can do to step in and help what this organization, America's Kids Belong does to step in and help. And so I'll talk to her this week. So hopefully that'll be wonderful. That'll be out, you know, in the next couple months. Um, and then also I'm talking to Pantsuit Politics. You're like, are you nervous? Oh, I'm so nervous. Like, so nervous. I've already been prepping for it. Like, I already have like 15 questions. Tell everybody what Pantsuit Politics is. Okay, so Pantsuit Politics is a podcast. um, Two women who are lawyers now have become podcasters where they basically talk about politics in a grace-filled way. So they do have some things that they completely are in agreement on. Some things that they aren't in agreement on. um, And they just try to have grace-filled political conversations where um, people can just meet in a place where everyone's heard, everyone's opinion is respected, um, and knowing that having those opinions is needed, that we need to have diverse opinions. We need to all be able to come to the table to have those conversations because that's what moves us forward. So I'm really excited to talk to them. Really, really excited.
2: I've got milk Stork um, coming up. We're interview or we're scheduling that interview. Um, so that is an organization that a company that um, helps women who are pumping, well breastfeeding and then um, pumping because they're traveling. So you can either um, you can either rent, I guess one of their coolers and, and they, you can take it with you on an airplane and pack your milk in it. Or you can have a cooler delivered to your hotel room or wherever you're staying, pack your milk in it, and then they will send it back to your house. So the idea is just making it easier for nursing moms who are on the go to store their milk. And as a nursing mom on the go, I can tell you that it's not an easy thing because I've flown twice in the last six weeks and had to carry my Yeti cooler filled with my milk. And then, of course, TSA has to take it out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. I mean, it depends who the TSA agent is, but, um, they have to take it out and wand the bags and, you know, anyway, it's a whole thing. So all those
0: germs on your
2: bag, I mean, they're mm. on the outside. So I kind of feel like, you know, people freak out about that, but I'm kind of like, I mean, the milk is on the inside. They're not touching mm-hmm. and the it's inside frozen. of my milk. Yeah. Well, no, it's not usually frozen because if it's frozen and it thaws, and it thaws mm-hmm. you have to use it in 24 hours. So it's, it's all just in, it's in a cooler, you know, filled with ice, but it's not frozen. Mm-hmm it's a process that like the cooler leaks and it's annoying to carry and so milk stork has created a really unique solution um, for moms and now if airports could just get more on board and have more um, uh, more places for moms to pump <laughs> it would be a whole lot easier cuz i'm i've had to I am really getting tired of pumping in gross bathrooms
0: what are the good airports you know
2: indy's really good
0: indy's like the best airport in indy indy's has airport. a great
2: room um, san francisco has a really nice pumping room um, let's see, where did I fly that was terrible? Um, oh, uh, we were coming, Chicago, actually. I'm sure there were parts of the Chicago airport, O'Hare, but where we were in the, in the little like area, cause we were just jumping on a puddle jumper from Chicago to Indy. There was one bathroom, and it, you know, had a lock. But people were knocking on the door while I was in there. Uh, this is gonna take a, a little while. I, I I was saying that through the door, like I'm pumping, and I've got eight more minutes, like, and I'm not gonna stop, no. you know. So they were. I opened up the door, and there was a really big line of women who were standing out there, and I was like, sorry, I was pumping. Yeah. There's also like, go to another bathroom. I mean, yeah. it's O'Hare. Right. Like, go find another one. Yeah, go find a, a public a bathroom with a bunch of stalls. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for. Fort Myers is bad. O'Hare is bad. Philadelphia is bad. I mean, there are a lot of really bad ones. Phoenix. Like, I've yeah, I've flown through a lot of airports in the last couple of weeks.
1: Be like Indianapolis, everybody.
2: Indy's airport is bomb.
1: It is. a great airport. Do you know one thing that I want to hear more about with Milk Stork is they're trying to partner with corporations to provide the service as, like, a benefit for pumping moms. So, oh. like, let's say you work for Eli Lilly and you're traveling – like, they will take care of it. Like, your corporation, it's, like, included in, like, a benefits package. Benefits package. Like That would be awesome. Yeah. Doesn't that make sense?
2: Yeah. Because I'm 100%. traveling this weekend mm-hmm. to Colorado, and I wish that I would have gotten, you know, on the, the milk stork thing sooner because I'm going to have to carry the milk and do the thing. And if I worked at a corporation, like, that's the part of it like milk store is nice to have it but you still have to do it right whereas mm-hmm. if you're working for a corporation mm-hmm. that was just able to do it for you that would make it all the easier, mm-hmm. all the while yeah. easier. Yeah. yeah so it's so, all about making pump you know nursing more accessible and normalized breastfeeding right so Hashtag. speaking of
3: pumped milk when gabe was little he developed an allergy and so i had to pump for like two weeks to get you know whatever the lactose out of my system oh yeah, and so all of that milk was frozen in our freezer and, and you couldn't
2: use it i couldn't, couldn't use, use it. it right do you still have it i'll take well,
3: it. well i threw it away last week it last was, week last didn't you week give it to
2: me i think it was like it was it was too, like it was too, really too well so oh, past two years but, years old. but russell know. could yeah. have
0: used it why didn't russell use it i didn't i never thought about that i don't know yeah how, cause how, how much was, was in just there using donated breast oh, milk yeah.
2: pretty
3: decent amount of milk was in there
2: sitting in your freezer well
3: yes because I thought at some point I'd give it to him and then I ended up stop I stopped pumping because I was exclusively pumping him and then it was at least a year in till he had overcome the allergy yeah and so then at that point it's still in the freezer and then every time you put something in our it was in our deep freezer downstairs Every time we put something in there, George would be like, "Why is this milk in here?" I'm like, "But it's liquid gold. You can't get rid of it." Yeah, but it
0: expires after a year. Oh, I, I know. It's like the mental thing. So he's yeah.
3: like, "I have like got a necklace
1: to. from it." Did you know that? You no, <laughs> yes. I'm definitely not making. Is a it necklace still in there? No, I threw it all out. <laughs> uh, I Threw it it's all like out. A pearl. They like make it into. Like a Well, pearl. now
0: I'm just sad because we could have had that special bond that Russell could have had your yeah. milk because he had Emily's milk. Shoot. Yeah. Shoot. Oh well. Mm. Next time. Okay, and then my episode yeah,
3: coming so when up. Do you
1: have another baby.
0: I need to have a list of all the women <laughs> who have given breast milk to my babies. Oh, wouldn't was, that be cool? Yeah. It's been a lot. Wouldn't that be so cool? Like, I bet there's thirty women who have donated really? breast milk wow. to my babies. Yeah, wow, it's pretty that's pretty cool. That's so awesome. Yeah, Sandy. By the time Sandy came around, I was like, "All right, well, if it happens, it happens." But I'm just buying formula. Actually, um, my friend Ashley Fizzerati, who listens to this podcast, she um uh, mailed me like. 2000 ounces, like an in, insane amount. Of you don't the milk, yeah. And I, w- after the fact, we were like, you should have just donated this locally because, um, I got the bill for the shipping and it was like $500. <laughs>
1: it was a lot. Oh <laughs> was it really? God. Yeah. It was oh my Because of the dry ice. See, that's mm, the milk store the milk thing. Store.
0: Yeah. I mean, but, but you know what? Like, I would do it all over again because yeah. it was like, I don't know, it's really special to be able to feed my baby with her milk and. I knew it was good quality and, um, yeah, I don't know that I would have paid that much in formula, but it's better. Yeah. Like it is liquid gold. So, um, but yeah, it's insanely expensive to, to deliver it that way. So if you do have excess milk, um, donating it locally is definitely the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, And there are always moms who kids are in the NICU or people like me who for medical reasons couldn't breastfeed. And there's always people that, Mm -hmm. that could use it. Mm
3: So. I'll donate it next time, but it took three years basically to get rid of it. You were just it. hanging on to it, that's that liquid gold. So speaking of the dry ice, and then I'll share my person. So when George and I were first dating, we were traveling between D.C. and Indianapolis, and George is really into making ice cream.
0: Oh, he is on his episode. Oh, yeah. Real he quick, gave- he was our very first episode. Go back and listen, but he gave her ice cream recipe. Yes.
3: So that's his thing, and he had made this particular recipe that he wanted to bring to me so he his dad works in a lab um, at the medical school and so he made the ice cream packed it with dry ice and flew it to dc That'd
2: Wow, keeper
1: yeah right was it was mint? really sweet. was it or- oh yeah mint it was oreo? Oh, mint oreo that's right uh-huh. <laughs> favorite. He, he, does
2: his, he does like a whole oreo in there oh
3: yeah
0: ask him how much that shipping was no, he flew. He oh, flew. he flew oh, with yeah. it.
2: Oh. Yeah. So he, he could have put- hired milk stork to fly it for him. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I <laughs> didn't it was know. Milk. that is <laughs> that is die hard. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I didn't realize he was that die hard on the ice cream. Okay, who's your oh, person?
3: Yeah. So my next interview will be with Becca Stevens, who is one, She was one of the CNN People of the Year, and actually, episode two, which is Jenna Nardella, she is the one who said Becca Stevens is somebody that I think is illuminating. And so she started a company called Thistle Farms, which employs people who have been in abuse or in prison. And um, it's really giving them skills and opportunities to kind of move out of that trauma in their lives. Um, So I'm really excited to talk to her. And um, so that
0: episode will come out in December.
2: I'm so excited. We had a lot of good ones. We need some more men on the show, though.
0: Oh, I do have a teacher that I'm going to have on. He lives in California and um, we connected a long time ago. And actually, he just sent me an Instagram message like yesterday and was like, I'm excited about the podcast. Like, nudge, nudge. So,
1: yeah, I'm going to, yeah, we're going to make that
0: happen. I'm really excited about his episode. I just need to make, I just need to get it scheduled.
1: Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay. To wrap up anybody have a mom hack a life hack or a wife hack oh yikes you should have prepped us for this you well did, I have didn't one. You? Oh, okay. so if nobody else has one then at least we have one but if anybody else has something that maybe this week they were like I did you know I- this was a problem and I solved it I'll tell you mine you guys yeah can- you go first yeah, go. you guys can listen I was going to actually post it yesterday on my personal page. And I was like, no, I got to save it for this. Um, So I don't, there's like a recipe out there to use Castile soap that like Dr. Bronner soap to make like the foaming hand soap. Um, You can just refill it and make the foaming soap yourself. Which is great. Um, So I do that. My life hack is to buy the foaming soap at Target. (laughs) Well, the thing is, it's so easy. It's literally water and the Castile soap. You can put, like, olive oil in it or whatever if you want, like. But I don't keep up with it. I buy it, too. I am. Just kidding, anyway. So that's not the hack. Um, My son likes to have, like, things to play with that are, like. Well, he likes to get into trouble in the bathtub. So. He would like dump out Our soap or like beg for the hand Soap and then like dump it out And then I realized oh my gosh I can totally just make him a new Full pump Foam soap every thing time. every
2: time And then if
1: he dumps it out you're not like that was Seven dollars
2: yes, yes. Oh, that's So good.
1: I put You know it's like less than a teaspoon In the bottom fill it up With water and say go to town and maybe He'll like wash himself as well That's it, friends. I hope you enjoyed our time together. We will be back probably about every six weeks with these episodes. We've had so much fun with the Illuminate podcast. We've learned so much. We've changed. We've grown. And we really are just excited for what's to come. We want to wish you all a very, very happy holiday season here from Illuminate. We will be here all December with new episodes every Wednesday. So see you next week.